4. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Mental Pacha Podcast with me, your boy, Muzake Zainal. And this week we have a very special guest. Nobody. Nobody is the guest today. It's just me, baby. Your favorite boy. I'm assuming I'm your favorite. I have a feeling that that is like, that's gotta be objectively not true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, like if I am your favorite, you would be here now with me. Or perhaps, um, I don't know, maybe you are, maybe I'm your favorite. Maybe you are uh, somebody who considers me your favorite boy. And if that's the case, thank you very much. I appreciate it and I receive the love with grace. Here is um, uh, me doing the episode by myself. I've never done a solo episode of any of my podcasts. Because I always feel like um, doing an episode by myself is very wanky, very self-serving and masturbatory, if I can say it like that. Um, uh, which I just did. It is uh, something I'm going to try though, because um, a lot of my friends are very busy. I am also actually very busy. If I was not so busy, I would have been able to do this podcast with another guest. I would have been able to schedule somebody, but I I got uh, caught up in doing whatever I've been doing, and I forgot to schedule somebody in time for uh, this week's podcast and so it's just me talking and it's fine it's okay it's allowed all right um i have been very busy with uh the um you may have heard the ad earlier in this episode about the pinball monkeys on patreon um it is uh, another podcast that i'm working on i'm technically I, i guess working on three podcasts at once which is this one just me just a personal podcast um there's also how to malay which i do with kamaro and zainal and there's also the pinball monkeys podcast which you can go on patreon to listen to for free um it is on patreon but it is listenable for free uh if you are on patreon you can get bonus content and none of the sketches expire and we also make custom content uh for the patrons i'm also now recording uh, this while doing an instagram live i'm just gonna quickly say hi to the people live hello lulatif19 shariza mz and chit nurul uh thank you for coming in to the uh, uh me recording a podcast um let's get on with the topic at hand i want to say uh that um the what the the news that's been happening loudly and like interruptively this week is the water interruptions right i mean i mean if you live in slangola if you live in unaffected states or areas then you'll be fine i am living even though in slangola i am not affected by the water so i'm fine baby uh, <laughs> i do feel for my fellow friends who cannot uh, 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 use their water. It is a, a particularly annoying problem in Slango. But reading how people talk about it um, online, I find out that there people are making comparis- comparisons to how 
other states are dealing with it. And I did not know that until today, Kelantan has been dealing with such a like a thick, thick ice water problem uh, as compared to Selangor. So it's um, I didn't know this was a thing that's happening all the way with my Kelantan friends. I hope you all are doing okay if you're listening in Kelantan. My analytics tell me very few people uh, who are Kelantanese listen to this podcast. But if you are there, if you have family there, man, I feel you. Water is uh, super important. You don't, um, you don't know you need it until you don't have it, which is true for a lot of things. I feel like you ever, you ever sometimes wonder like what what would you do if one of your senses are just taken away from you? Because, like for me, I think about my uh, uh, eyesight sometimes. If I don't get to see anymore, ah oh, man, that would be like one of the worst things. I think I'll be okay if I can't talk. That's kind of gonna be kind of funny because. Because I can still communicate with people using sign language, I have a whole other language to play with. But if I was, if I was blind, I wouldn't be able to watch movies. I would not be able to tell if someone's making a funny face at me. I would know if uh, I would lose completely the ability to like uh, draw. I love drawing and like doing little doodles. Uh, if ever since I was a kid. So if I can't see suddenly, it's gonna be such a problem. But also, eyesight is one of those things that it's taken for granted. But also, is you sort of everybody knows you're gonna lose your eyesight eventually, right? Um, and I'm I've started to like try to figure out maybe if there are areas of my life that can be improved if my eyesight is taken away. And one, I don't have to care about what I look like. I already kind of don't, but. I can have a good excuse now. If I show up wearing the wrong clothes, or if I show up uh, somewhere just not presentable, clean, smelling good, but not presentable, like I'm wearing like mismatch, uh, mismatch clothes, or like something that's really out of fashion, or like the colors are are insane, it'll be fine because I'm blind. Hey, no problem. Also, I get to wear cool shades indoors. That's a perk of being blind. And um, uh, by the way, Farid Azmi, who is one of the uh, members of the Pemal Monkeys, he, his dad uh, is blind. He gradually became blind and lived a lot of his life blind. And I imagine there's a lot of like positives of not having uh, eyesight. Amanda has joined the Instagram live. Hello, Amanda. Hi. I'm recording a podcast. Um... And yeah, so I, I try to think about that. I need way more items in the positive column without my eyesight uh, in order for me to feel okay whenever I drift into imagining my life without uh, proper vision. Um, Alright, so yeah, water. Um, I don't know, man. I remember when I was living in an area that was prone to these water disruptions. Um, there is, uh, uh, my, my, my parents would collect a whole, like, basin of water. I remember I was a kid and I, this tub was big enough for me and my sister to be inside of, and there's still room for one more kid inside. It was so much water. Uh, we kept it just in case. <laughs> we saved water for a rainy day. 
not really. We save the water during a rainy day in case of a dry day. Um, Amanda on Instagram Live is asking me what's, what is, what's it about. Right now, it's about water shortages and water disruptions. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know how to say that. I feel like if you're listening to this podcast and you kind of know what my sensibility is about, you know I don't really trust a lot of the old fogies and the clumsy fucking uh, government bureaucracy nonsense that Malaysia is thick with. You know, I feel like I don't have to say this over and over again, but I'm sure you all are aware how I feel <laughs> about the whole feudalist adjacent thing that that this this whole country is run by dinosaurs who don't know what anything is, and shit full flows downhill. The fish rots from the head, and you know if you have to, you if you have to show piety to everybody above you, you have to kiss the ring before you have to do anything useful. It's just terrible. Listen to my episode with Harith to uh, get a little bit of the... Listen to what his politics are and you understand what I'm against. <laughs> I hope that makes sense. Alright. One of the things I kind of also want to talk about, if you, if you know the Putri Gunung Ledang, um, um, the legend, myth, myth legend, Putri Gunung Ledang, uh, she was... Okay, so the story is... I'm reading this off of Wikipedia. I don't have the text because I'm not going to read a bunch of... What, what is it? Sulatu Salatin? Oh, man. I don't know if you remember. Like, we had to... In school, I had to read this prosa traditional and the text was lifted directly from Sulatu Salatin. And it was written in such, like, thick, ancient Malay prose that it's just not sexy to read. And... Um, Anyway, so I'm not I'm not going through that. I don't I don't have the time or the interest. So I'm reading I'm reading in the Malay version of Putigno Lendang. And I know there's a movie, but I'm not going to watch a movie and assume a bunch of people interpreted it correctly. <laughs> I, I, I I would rather like read, I don't know, scholarly scholarly reviewed uh uh wiki articles. Hopefully there's like there's some there's some element of uh, uh, quality control over Wikipedia. I know we're not supposed to cite it directly as sources, but the sources they use are good. Okay, anyway. So this particular thing that happens in in particular Ledang, I think the biggest deal about her is uh, 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 that she was said to be really so hot. She was so hot. Was so hot. That Sultan Mahmud Shah from the Malacca Sultanate really wanted to to make her his queen. And so he sent out one of his Selasamanas, Hang Tua, to go and... I'm reading the sentence. It says, Pendekar yang diutuskan meminang ialah Laksamana Hang Tua. Now, I, uh, I'm, I, even though my sister is married, I do not have a very good working idea of how the Pinang Meminang situation uh, works in the Malay culture. I'm not very learned about that and I don't really... Uh, I'm not a very good uh, student of the game. As it were, so I don't know if this makes sense. Like, pendekar yang ditusukan meminang ialah laksamana hang tua. So, so the so the Sultan does not want to go to Putih Gunung He sends his guy, his like, his laksamana, which is like a warrior dude, to go and pinang this queen, right? But this laksamana is like this hero dude who has a craze and like he's a fighting badass. And the sultan is like, hey, you go meet this hottest chick in the world and tell her I want to marry her. 
<laughs> she's gonna say yes to the sultan now like he's like he's the he's the absolute wingman i guess but like he's also i'm okay there are no recorded uh, uh i guess technically of how to us physique or how handsome he is but i imagine if you're the leader and you're the someone a guy you you would be attractive to somebody who's like oh wow i'm i'm so like if i'm a hot chick and i see a lasamana who is hangtua right he's like a leader of the navy and he's like he's all for he has a cause he's fighting and he's great at at battling a bunch of you know soldiers i'd be like wow this guy is impressive and then <laughs> And this guy's coming up to me going, "Hello, I'm a hot like uh, leader of the navy and shit. I have a kris, I'm buff and I had to go through all this jungly uh, uh, area to go and find you. Now, will you marry the sultan? Who is the sultan guy? Oh, he's the rich guy who who pays me. What? So he doesn't even work out? Does he work out? <laughs> How do I know? A sultan is like almost you can, can you can guarantee that a sultan is not going to be buff." Just a hundred percent. Can we can we like agree on this? That you're not gonna <laughs> you marry Sultan not because he's he's uh, he's hot or attractive. You marry Sultan because he's got money. End of right. So now we are aware we we are <laughs> we are aware that this Putigoledang who's impressed because this human person like managed to go through all the all the craziness and find you, and then this person tells you to marry his bro. So you're like, all right, here's okay. I'll marry your bro, you hot guy who I kind of like right now, but not a lot. But I kind of like you. You know what I mean? I'm impressed. I'm impressed by you. So now you're telling me I should marry your bro, who you don't even have like a picture of. That's fine. Here are my conditions. So that she says these seven conditions, right? One, <laughs> a golden bridge between Gunung Ledang, which is the mountain she lives in. To Malacca. That's the first one. The second one, a bridge made of silver from Malacca all the way to Gunung Ledang. So two bridges, one made of silver and one made of gold. Now, gold and silver are not good building materials. Fact. If you like, gold is like a little brittle, and like silver is also like they're both very expensive. And particularly Gunung Ledang wants uh, entire bridges made of silver and gold. One going towards, one going back. They can be the same bridge. You can just use the same bridge back and forth, but you know. <laughs> but, but no. She's like, I want one that's go and one that's pair out. One going one way, one going the other way. So you have to make a bridge that's only one way somehow. Okay, that's for her first two conditions. The third condition is to do to to do dulang hati seven trays of uh mosquito hearts. Okay, all right. Here, mosquito hearts. If you are uh, aware of any like the anatomy of mosquitoes, they first off exoskeleton only. They don't have a heart. If they had heart, they have blood. If they have blood on the inside of their bodies, they do not need a blood meal. You know they don't need to be a vampire and suck another person's blood. If they are an insect with a heart, insects don't have hearts. That doesn't make sense. The next one is. Seven trays of hati hama. I don't know what hama is. I assume it's like some tiny dust mite. I guess. Again, no hearts. That that doesn't make sense. The third, the 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 fourth condition is seven tempayan. Seven like I guess what's it called it? Like 
uh, gourds of air mata anak dara the 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 crying the tears of a virgin okay virgin tears all right let's let's just go to a virgin and make them cry you take away the nintendo i don't know and then seven gourds of air pinang muda and then one satu mangkuk darah sultan amasha and now it's like by the time that it was the last one for sure how to ask like okay do you do you want to be with the sultan because these are these conditions are a little it's a little too much i don't think i don't think we can do even one of it because the last one is the the most bullshit one which is a bowl of the blood of <laughs> of the sultan's son <laughs> so she knows the sultan is married or like once married and has a has a child she's the hottest princess in the game right now and and she was like oh yeah sure i'll have your leftovers no this whole list like like uh, scholar azwa who is on the instagram live he says correctly it was a no it was a rejection there's like seven conditions these are all no's First of all, make me a golden bridge all the way from my house to your house. And Hang Tuah is like, okay, maybe can. Second condition, silver from his house to my house. Oh, okay, that sounds like dumb. That's a little dumb. All right, seven trays of the heart of a mosquito. <laughs> it's no, no, just say no. No. But now I'm realizing that even, you know, even back then, Even way back when, in these like olden times, like before the iPhone times, before dial-up times, before Telegram, before before everybody wore pants, there there is always been this whole thing of no doesn't really mean no thing, you know, like a a putri can say uh, I don't I don't want that, and Hangto has to like like <laughs> negotiate. Come on, man, but the bro is rich. My Sultan, he's like he's got a lot of money. Listen, you don't understand, dude. He's he's so rich. He's got a son. Which Hangtua has to be the one telling her that that the Sultan has a son. There's no way she found out for herself. Can <laughs> like how? So she's like, huh? You want me to marry your bro, who I I don't know who what he looks like. You just tell me he's rich, and this guy already has a son, and I'm supposed to take care of the kid and him, and he can't even. Be asked to like come and see me. He has to send you. The hell is this? So no, I'm gonna read through the <laughs> the wiki. What she did. What she end up doing. So it says semua syarat itu sanggup ditunaikan. So all of the conditions were met by the Sultan except the blood of the son. All of the conditions was met. So, dear Sultan. Uh, uh, Shah, I'm now writing you like a letter, a fake letter. I hope you're reading this. Dear Sultan Mahmud Shah, from the ancient Malacca Sultanate, why did you go through all six and then stop at number seven? Because while you're doing number five, which is seven tempayan of the virgin tears, you're making, you're making of one virgin. It has to be seven virgin. No, more than seven virgins. Cry into a tempayan, and you're making them cry by I don't know telling them a sad story, making them watch uh, uh, season eight of Game of Thrones, and then they're crying, and you're watching them cry, filling it up. Like, yes, yes, cry. I really want this putri gunung ledang pussy. This is very important to me. 
And the whole time, I'm twice like, I don't think she's serious about this because this is kind of silly. Oh man. But he's like, no, but not the blood of my son. He's still a child. Like, you give a shit. What happened to your wife? You care? The child's mom, where? Uh, so, yeah, I understand the Me Too movement now. And um, it's. <laughs> Ah, uh, like you just can't say no now. If you're the sultan, you think you can have everything, man. Oof, guys have just been garbage for centuries. Uh, I don't know how this thing ends. I'm reading the wiki. Uh, yeah, there's no. He just doesn't want to do the last one, and he's like, "All right, I'll just find some other girl who only asked me for five dulangs of hatinyamo." <laughs> how? <laughs> Actually, actually can. Like, he could have been... Okay, Amanda is saying he could have been making kids cry. He could have. That Yeah, but it says anak dara. Anak dara, you don't usually call uh, um, a child anak dara. Because uh, you, you want to imply that it's virgin. As in, virgin but like marryable instead of a virgin little boy. <laughs> oh, but you're making the story even worse. Like, what if he was? He made kids cry just so he can get gunuledang pussy. Oh my god, this sultan is such a simp. Uh, why would you do all of this? Were there, how ugly is this guy that there's nobody in his own kingdom who's hot enough? This, this also, like, you've... As, uh, hot girls are everywhere, guys, just so you know. If you look hard enough, people are... I mean, hot people are, like, everywhere. Also, even if... Even if you are with somebody hot, there's so many other things you really need to consider before you do all the you before you go through with whatever you want to go through with them, because hot people also have their own problems. As in, what I mean is, <laughs> being hot should not be the reason you build a jambatan a mas from your house to their house. You know what I mean? Just because somebody's hot, you want to suddenly start an infrastructure project just because they're so hot. Get over yourself. Just know who you are. You have a kid now. Be responsible. Be a responsible dad. And like just... Ah. Uh, Sultan Mahmud, man. Sorry, I'm drinking water. Ah, uh, alright. So, no means no is the lesson here. If you are uh, a Sultan... <laughs> if you are a Sultan... <laughs> Listening to, the, to this podcast Or if you listen to the Putri Gunung Ledang story And you're trying to take lessons from it The lesson is Just say no I don't think Putri Gunung Ledang ever said no here I, I guess all ancient Malays are very Bukias with their language And they really didn't want to say no to the Sultan Because the Sultan is, you know Oh, but he's so powerful Yeah, just tell him no What is he going to do? He might kill you, but Oh, did he? The sultans like kill their subjects because he doesn't. They don't get what they want. I'm okay. I know. I know the sultan of uh, Singapura, aka Tamasi. He did kill Hang Nadim, if you remember. Like the Singapura Dilanga Toda, that story. So that story is when a bunch of swordfish was attacking. That's also like that. That is also kind of dumb. Like there's. A bunch of swordfish attacking your kingdom, right? And then you send your soldiers. This 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 sultan is like, Alright, send my soldiers out to protect the kingdom against swordfish. Great. Now, here's what you do, my soldiers. 
block the swordfish attacks with your legs. And then they did. And their legs get torn up because it's swordfish. Of course that happens. Duh. And then a kid goes, why don't you use banana trunks? And then they did. And then the swordfish got stuck in the trunks. And then the kingdom was saved. And the sultan goes, wow, this kid is smart. Let's kill him. You're so smart. Let me kill you because then you'll be smarter than me. This is a legend in the Salatu Salatin that has been around for decades, no, centuries, I think. Yeah. Which is like, why are the. Did nobody learn from this? Like, the lesson here is people in power are stupid. And so that's what's happening now. You've heard all the news thing. The, the thing that I've. Oh, I got really kind of a little worked up about was the whole Viviona situation. When she. Uh, what did she do? I mean, we know what she did. She went, uh, she had to climb a tree to finish her assignment to like study for her exams. And weeks, like months later, the communication minister be like, well, we did some, uh, we did some investigation. We found out she didn't even, uh, she didn't even uh, had to do an exam that day. And uh, she was lying. But then, so what if she was lying or not? What is the job of the communication minister? Your job is not to investigate when somebody says they don't have internet. If they don't have the internet, they're climbing trees to do stuff. You go and see if that's the problem, then you serve the people. But no, this whole like feudalist, well, like fucking the thing that we inherited from the from the feudal era is still around. Which is, if you have power, therefore you have power. I'm just uh, well, my position is this, your position is that. And so we will forever, you know, just be stuck in our own classes. Some bullshit, man. I don't know what is the value. What, what I mean is, I don't know what exactly is the, the Malaysianness that makes Malaysia Malaysia. You know what I mean? I'm not sure if I, I've, I've said this in the podcast before, but like, there's a, there's a, the USA has this pioneering spirit. The spirit of the individualism and, and freedom. They have um, the, the they, they left the British, no taxation without representation, the Boston Tea Party, the whole thing. And they're like, no kings, just men. And then they, they're like, all right, I'm the president. That means I'm not a king. Uh, so you all vote for me. And there is all sorts of checks and balances. So their whole thing is individual, individualism and freedom of speech, freedom of movement. To be free is to be American. That makes sense. Like, um, uh, so in Japan, it's like moving forward together as a country. They all have this whole, you know, community thing. Let's all work together and move as one. And then the 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 tall poppy gets cut. What is it? What do you call it? Like the crooked nail gets hammered down. That thing where you all have to be a part of the community of the hegemony of being in Japan. We work together, you know, like uh, like seven hundred people are working together uh, to to get one Gundam to move. That's their whole thing. They're heroes. Look at the heroes. Like in, in America, the the fiction of the heroes is like individualist. There's Tony Stark, who's like he's one guy and he made everything, and so that is the American hero. Blah 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 blah. There's the 
uh, there's Spider-Man, he's always fucking up, but he tries his best, and it's only one Spider-Man, blah, blah, blah. But in Japan, it's like a bunch of heroes coming together to help Ultraman fight, the God- fight Godzilla. A bunch of heroes coming together, you know, Voltron coming together, Power Rangers coming together, Super Sentai. It's all like a community thing. Um, there's the peaceful living thing of Canada where you have your own thing to, you know, you get uh, some modes of freedom, but it's more important to live peacefully with your neighbors. That's why they're all very polite. They're very sorry about things and they're all, you know, they're all for uh, 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 being anti-racist and all that stuff. But what is the value? Like, what are the values that make Malaysia Malaysia? I don't know. I don't think it's freedom. Because that's not, that is never what anyone champions. If I'm listening to whoever has been the political parties that have been in power a lot of the time, what are they talking about? What is, the, what is their point? What, what is the thing that everybody rallies around? I don't know what it is. Is it the Roja thing? Do we, do we value us being with each other? It doesn't sound like, like that is the thing that pushes us forward as people. You know? If, I'm, if I want to be really like, Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed about 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 one vein of of energy flowing through from the conception of Malaysia all the way to now, uh, and think about and and pick one thing that has been <clears throat> that has been the like the guiding light between people who care about this country. It's, I guess, it's the spirit of, wow, what celebrating our differences, is that it? I don't know, and I hate that I don't know that. We don't live in a in a in a monoculture like Japan. I understand that, um, and I also understand that you know the United States is a is a white majority country, and they are as an experiment of a country that is technically the country is very much uh, older than than Malaysia is. As a country, as an as and as an empire, America is very white, and that's you know that's not wrong, but that's what's happening with them. But, you know, as a white majority majority country that allows for diversity and allows for freedom of whatever you want to do, there's like thriving areas of, you know, Muslim populations in Michigan, Chinatown, Little India and whatever. But over here, we're supposed to, the Roja thing is supposed to be our thing. The Gotong Royong thing is supposed to be our deal. But we have never been able to rally each other around that. And I don't know what it is that is going to be the voice or like the, the guiding force of, of being a Malaysian. I don't know if this is a question that really needs answering. I just feel like if I had that, at least everybody can point to that and agree on that being the thing. But if we just go by, by whatever is in power or like whatever is the, like the leading conversation about what makes Malaysia Malaysia, and what is like the guiding force between the things that have or like the ideas around the policy that's always been made it is that it is i don't know i don't think it's race it's power it's like whoever has power just just use the power and do whatever you want and um it doesn't feel good to know that i mean Maybe the country is a little too young and not yet we haven't yet found a good voice for everybody to agree on. Or maybe I'm wrong about everything and I just haven't, haven't you know, uh, figured out for myself what exactly this country is supposed to be. Whew. Well, why are we here at this point of the conversation? Because I, 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 um, I'm 30. <laughs> 
what does that mean <coughs> that's such a big um, milestone as far as like globally because uh, before this I'm the youth and before I reached 30 there was a lot of stuff that I could have done as in what I mean is not like achievement wise but like there are if I want to leave Malaysia like be elsewhere being younger than 30 is a lot of their uh, requirements not requirements love like other countries would value a younger person being an immigrant to their country uh, because they can extract a lot more human resource value from them um, I'm no longer uh, that young of an age I am now 30 and so I have to really consider the fact that I, I either have to stay here or I have to figure out a way to you know do whatever I need to do with my direction in what I want to do and I'm always torn between staying here and doing whatever I want to do and bringing the people I want to bring and like you know change the place from here from inside the <laughs> unrot the apple from inside uh, or you know leaving and, and being great elsewhere I don't know it's hard it's a difficult decision and it gets harder every day and every year because um you know, more and more resources and opportunities are no longer available to me. But that doesn't, doesn't mean it's impossible. I just know I need to work a lot harder now. And uh, I have to decide whether or not this country is worth staying in or not. I gotta say, with my values and with what I want to do with myself and my work, it is increasingly unlikely that... Um, <laughs> It is increasingly unlikely that I'm going to be, I'm going to feel good living here, doing what I want to do here with the resources I have now. Maybe things will change. Maybe what I want will change. Maybe what I have will change in order for me to be able to stay in this country for longer. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But right now, I don't see that. And... It doesn't feel good. <laughs> it doesn't feel very good. Oof. But let's uh, let's bring some optimism into this. <laughs> what does bring give me like a good ray of nice little sunshine is that I know there are people who care still, who live here still. People who are like people who like. like I look at other people who are working at what they want to do, and they still manage to make it, and they are still Malaysian. You know what I mean? They would put their own flags in their bios, they would ride for this country, even though they're maybe quietly working to leave, but they're still, you know, they're ride or die. They talk about the shitty politics in this country to make it better. They talk about the shitty things and they try to fix it and they or, or they make good stuff for the people who, who live here. And um, uh, they are, you know, people like uh, Jason Leong, people like uh, Hannah Alkaf, who are uh, people like Famireza, who are critical of the people here, but also are making good work and making making the making Malaysia known, and just you know not sitting around complaining and griping and then not knowing where to go, but also not leaving the country and f and completely forgetting what the country means. Um, but yeah, there are people who you know there are Malaysians who love Malaysia more than they more than they uh they more than they hate it <laughs> and i i i'm sometimes one of these people sometimes i'm not i 
want to make good work and I want to make my work Malaysian because I know our voices are important. Uh, the fact that being from Malaysia is of value to me because it is my history as a person. I can't run away from that. I don't want to, I can't wash away my history. That doesn't make sense. Um, and I also know we have a you know rich pool of like talent, you know, art, culture, history-wise, and is deserving of its moment in the sun. Shout out to uh, Disney's future movie, Raya, which is uh, Southeast Asia-based. Hopefully, there's some shout-outs to Malaysia stuff over there. Amanda on the Instagram says, make sure she doesn't need a visa to visit me wherever I decide to go. I don't know, Amanda. I'm not sure if I, if I can go places. I'm not sure. Especially now, since everybody's on lockdown. Gah! Okay, thank you to everybody listening. Thanks for supporting uh, the Patreon. I I have two patrons already on Patreon. And we've only launched uh, a week ago. And I know it's not a lot. It's not <laughs> it's not that, that much. But based on the following that I have and the following that the other members of the Pima Monkeys have, uh it's uh it's uh it's very i'm very i feel very very glad that there are people who support me with money <laughs> because yo i'm not broke but that's the direction because i can't do shows anymore uh, i can't travel to do shows and uh, stages are down um <laughs> uh, so thank you for going to patreon.com slash monkeys you can support us therefore support me and this support the work i do for as low as five ringgit a month one usd a month go to patreon.com um izian says every country is messed up to a certain extent i think please stay thank you izian you're right um i don't disagree with you it's just that for me and for what i want to do sometimes i feel like you know malaysia isn't like the, the 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 place that i feel great uh uh working in it's uh, like if <laughs> The stuff that I really want to do and really want to say that I really feel good saying and doing is appeals to like 3% of the population, I feel like. And it's because, you know, the rhetoric and the narratives and whatever and the whole what what the country sounds like to itself, you know. Anyway, uh, you also say you haven't tried my cookies. <laughs> I know you have a kid, so uh, it's hard for you to come to my shows. Izian. Um... Maybe if you... Hmm, how, eh? Are you still based in Ampang? If you are... Wait, you're not based in Ampang. What's my Jew? I forget where your new house is. Uh, let me know. Maybe I can go visit and drop some cookies off. Sometimes I do that. Uh, so, yeah. Kavin says, I know how you feel. Alright. Thank you, Kavin. <laughs> Amanda says, go to Pinball Monkeys. What? I am Pinball Monkeys. Uh, go to yeah patreon.com slash pinballmonkeys go and be a patron for as low as one USD per month and support me and the gang and yeah uh, we do weekly what do we do every week oh uh, comedy podcast we would write hi FIFA thank you for joining I'm about to wrap up sorry <laughs> uh, FIFA just joined the uh, Instagram live um Oh yeah, Amanda is saying go to watch Pinball Monkeys show for cookies. Yes, Pinball Monkeys is September 17th. That is the Thursday after this Thursday. 
Yeah, yeah. Come, come on September 17th, get tickets. Uh, come in person, or you can buy online streaming tickets for 10 ringgit. Uh, if you go to patreon.com slash monkeys, you get to listen to our comedy podcast that we make. We make comedy sketches. And I will end this uh, episode of the solo podcast uh, with a special uh, little preview of um, what one of the sketches sound like. We do we do full episodes, right? So each episode is half an hour, and each uh, episode has a few sketches uh, in the podcast. So go to patreon.com slash pinmomonkeys to listen to the full podcast. But um, you can listen to a bit of a, a sketch right now. Hello and welcome to Learning Multiple Languages with our new audio learning system. Today, we will learn how to speak Malay in the formal way and in the informal way. Informal Malay, of course, is also called Bahasa Pasa or Bahasa Rempit. The first phrase we will learn today is Can we do this later? Once again, in English Can we do this later? In Malay Bolehkah kita tunggu sebentar? Once again, in Malay Bolehkah kita tunggu sebentar? Now, in Rempit Once again, in Rumpet. You can use this phrase anytime you want to take a break from any conversation or situation. Here is another useful phrase. Yeah, so, well, what you think? For more of that, <laughs> support us on Patreon patreon.com slash monkeys. thank you for listening <clears throat> thank you for being who you are support the arts I love you I love you and wash your hands stay safe love each other